0: Hi there, podcast listeners. It's Scott Hamilton, Rock File, back with another podcast movie review of Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Now, I grew up a huge Disney fan, as most kids did. Back in the 70s, uh, we got the tail end of those Kurt Russell movies. We had the Love Bug movies, uh, Pete's Dragon, things like that as we moved into the 80s. And now these days, we're getting live-action remakes of some of the animated films. It's kind of a shame that Disney's not making hand-drawn animated films anymore, but I know that's very expensive. And when they make something animated, it's usually a Pixar digital animation film, which no, no, nothing against Pixar. They've all been fabulous. Well, except for Cars 2. We'll leave that one out of the conversation. But so anyway, I enjoyed Maleficent when it came out five years ago. I thought it was a darker take on a storybook tale. It was kind of a retelling of Sleeping Beauty, focusing more on, quote unquote, the bad guy, you know, Maleficent. And I thought it was really well done. I liked the fantasy aspect of it. I liked the fact that it wasn't so much a kid's movie. I like a good kid's movie. I still do at my age. Um, but the really, really dumb ones for the really, really young kids, I can't watch anymore. But if it's something that works on levels that adults can also enjoy, I'm usually entertained. And I got to say, this sequel to Maleficent is not a kid's movie at all there's a few slapstick moments with fairies and things like that, but for the most part, I didn't even look at the rating, I assume it's PG, because it is very dark. If you have small children, I would recommend probably not taking them to see Maleficent, because there is a lot of death and destruction, and I'm not trying to be a conservative movie reviewer in any way, shape, or form. I like a good R-rated hardcore Deadpool movie as much as anybody, but I sat through Maleficent just about shocked that it was as good as it was. I think it's better than the first movie. Now, I kind of slept on this movie. I'm not in the habit of paying much attention to Rotten Tomatoes and other reviewers. But here's another Disney live-action sequel. It didn't do that well. It didn't do that well with the critics. you know. So I, I kind of was like, yeah, I'll put it on the back burner. But eventually went to see it and was... Very surprised. Um, this is a movie that's 7 out of 10 on IMDb currently, 41% on Rotten Tomatoes, 43% on Metacritic, but 91% of Google users like it, and audiences polled by CinemaScore gave it an average grade of an A. It's also made $430.3 million so far worldwide. So I'm not the only one that was entertained. And i got to say, on my row, um, there were a couple of, um, I would say, probably women in their 30s who were giggling and really enjoying the film. Towards the end, there were some young teenage girls who were on the edge of their seat for most of the movie. Brings back Angelina Jolie as Maleficent. Uh, Elle Fanning is back. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer plays the queen. They've added some, some of my favorite actors, actually. Uh, Chiwetel Agiafor. Ejiofor. Am I saying that correctly? The guy from Serenity, Doctor Strange, The Martian, and 12 Years a Slave. He's one of my favorite actors, but you don't hear too many people say his name out loud. So, Twiddle. I I, I really like him. Also, Ed Scrain, who was in Deadpool, recently in Alita. And he was also in Midway that opened over the weekend at number one. So, uh, the only big difference between Maleficent 1 and 2 is they changed out Prince Philip. Harris Dickinson is playing him in this movie, and I thought the kid did a great job. Um, It was directed by Joaquin Roning. Yeah, did I say that right? It's Swedish. Uh, He's the guy who co-directed Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, and uh, he's been signed up by Frank Marshall and Steven Spielberg to direct an adaptation of Michael Crichton's last novel, Micro. I hope that comes out, because that was a really good book. Anyway... It is a dark uh, sequel to the whole Sleeping Beauty legend and how they build on what happened in the first movie I thought was great. I thought the special effects were really good. I have heard some critics say that it's not convincing. I'm sorry, fairies and flying around and and winged dark fae and uh, really, what's not convincing about that? Have you ever seen one in real life? Um... It didn't look like a cartoon to me. It looked pretty real for the most part. Um, but again, it's a dark movie for a Disney movie. I mean, it, I recently watched *The Black Hole* and commented that this is not the kind of movie that Disney would make anymore because there's some heavy themes in there and it's pretty dark. And well, there's some pretty heavy themes in this. I mean, it's, it's sure it's it's got lighthearted moments and it is overall a storybook fairy tale type story, but there's some dark stuff and. The whole mythology of Maleficent's people, the Dark Fey, we get deep into that, which I really enjoyed. We've added some Academy Award-winning actors, which does not hurt the production at all. There were a couple plot elements that obviously it was going to go that way, and I'm sure that was more for the younger kids. But overall, there were a lot of surprises in the movie for a guy who's seen thousands of movies and considers himself a mature movie reviewer. I'm starting to see a trend on certain movies, people not going to see them because maybe they're paying attention to Rotten Tomatoes or maybe because it's a sequel. Um, Blade Runner 2049 was one of the best movies of the year, and it didn't do that well in the in theaters. And yet critics are now saying it's one of the greatest sequels ever made. It's um, it's arguably better than the original Blade Runner. Um I would say the same thing about Dr. Sleep that I saw over the weekend. This is a sequel made of a movie 40 years ago that is really good. It was, and it opened its second place with only $14 million. I mean, Dr. Sleep only cost $50 million to make, so... Hopefully, I mean it will make its money back. It's almost made its money back worldwide as we speak now. But Maleficent was an expensive production, and they said it has to make between four and five hundred million dollars to turn a profit. And it's at four thirty right now, so it, it's probably going to do well. did not know if that means we're going to get another one, but this is a movie that if you're into storybook type stories, fairy tales, this is a really good one. I forgot to mention Warwick Davis is in this. I love that guy. I mean, he was in Willow, and he's been in a lot of, I hate to say, little people roles, but he's a little guy, and and he fits this kind of genre, and he's really good. Um, that some of these actors wore the makeup they wore and the costumes they wore and, and did the things they did. I was really impressed with that everybody gave it their all. This did not feel like one of those kids movies that a bunch of good actors showed up to collect paychecks. It's well acted. It's well directed. Obviously the guy, you know, he directed the last Pirates of the Caribbean movie. He's very familiar with making a large spectacle with effects and everything. Um, the effects were convincing. The story was entertaining. It's a little bit longer than the original Maleficent and I wasn't bored. Like I said, we get farther into the Dark Fae mythology, get a little more into the two kingdoms getting together. The battle scenes are pretty impressive. Um, But again, I would warn against taking very small children. This is not a G-rated Disney movie because there's some dark stuff that goes on. And... I thought it was really going to be dark when they were going to take out a fairy, but actually it turns out it's it's actually kind of cute the way it happens. But th- there is some some pretty heavy moments, but I guess, I don't know, looking back on Disney movies, Bambi had some heavy moments. You know, there, there are some pretty heavy moments in other, but overall there's this dark tone to the movie that I think adults really like about the Maleficent movies. And this one takes that dark step a little further than it did on the first movie. And the surprise at the end, and how it ends—I uh, wouldn't mind seeing another one. I, I like a good fantasy movie, and this really was one. I don't know why critics didn't like it. I, you know, it's—it's it's competently directed. It's well put together. It. Somebody was talking about a murky story and confusing. I'm like, really? It's a Disney movie. How confusing is it? Everything is pretty much there on screen. Everything is well explained. Um, I would recommend seeing the first Maleficent if you haven't. Uh, There are a couple things that happen that directly tie to the original movie. Even though when it opens, it gives you a little of that background. There's a couple things that, that tie into, well, how Sleeping Beauty was sleeping in the first movie. This continues that a bit. So anyway, long story short... I would go see it. It's not going to be in theaters much longer. It'll be out on home video and probably on Disney Plus, which debuts tomorrow. And I will have a review of Disney Plus because I signed up for it. I'm not one that's going to have a ton of streaming services, but the, with having all of Disney, all of Marvel, all of National Geographic, all of Star Wars, Disney Plus is getting my you dollars know, six ninety nine or less a month. So I'll check that out for you as well. But really, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, I thought it could have used a better title. It is about her. She is in the movie a lot, but there's more going on than just Maleficent the Mistress of Evil. There is is more to the story, more to the mythology, more to how things play out. Uh, The Battle of Two Kingdoms would have been, you know, a better title than Mistress of Evil, but I don't know. Uh, Angelina Jolie obviously loves the role, loves the fangs she (laughs) wears and the horns and all that. I... I really enjoyed it, so if you have a chance, go see it in the theater because it will play better on the big screen than it will on your home theater, although I'm sure it'll get a nice Blu-ray and 4K release from Disney. So check out Maleficent, uh, Mistress of Evil, not a bad flick at all. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. I do these podcasts as often as I can. I've got more movie and music reviews coming up for you. Please subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. If you have an iPhone, we're already in your podcasting app. Just look for Rockfile. I was checking out some of the stats. By the way, we passed over 1,000 downloads today. Thank you very much. We've only been at this a month and a th- more than 1,000 downloads. I Wow. Thank you so much. Um... Like I said, if I'm not on your your favorite podcasting app, let me know. Put it in the comments below, and I will make sure we're on there. But as I look at the statistics, most people are listening in iTunes or the browser or on Podbean, uh, which is a, a, a nice app. I have that one. Um, anyway, anywhere you can subscribe to us, please do. It really helps in the long run. Um, and I, I cannot thank you enough for your support so far. It's another podcast review. Thank you for listening.